And welcome to Light the Sky Podcast, going track by track, album by album, through some of the greatest discographies to ever be recorded. And tonight, we are starting a new one. After weeks and weeks of waiting, after uh, exploring some UK synth pop, to uh, uh, Mike and the Mechanics and uh, good old Wolfie's solo album, we have finally started a new discography, and oh, a tour uh, by one of our members uh, who is back online with us right now. Welcome back, Alex. If you didn't catch the special show, we got uh, uh, all four of us live tonight doing Boston. The debut album from 1976, probably considered the greatest demo tape of all time, uh, recorded by Tom Scholes, uh, who pretended that he recorded it in a studio. Funny guy. Um, but uh, let's see what we make of this one. This uh, band is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I was really feeling the 70s. Uh, why? You know, how can't you after... Uh, you know, Hendrix, and just really it's going to be a lot of fun to not only just dive into the band track by track, but to also tell the story of the band and really, uh, you know, some of the production too, because I think uh, at least two of us on this show are pretty into production quality. And you're going to get this out of this album and, and really in terms of just a unique uh, approach, I think. So if you're enjoying uh, our show, uh, yeah, keep sending us messages, give us encouragement, reasons to keep going, uh, always helps us. Well, you know what? We like doing this anyway, because this is the music that even though we did not grow up in the era of, we still enjoy. So bring on Boston. Here we go. Back to 1976, going track by track, debating, voting, summarizing and um, you know just doing what we do so tonight starting with Chris your opening thoughts on Boston's self-titled debut eight tracks yeah. of pure gold or pure garbage yeah yeah that's one thing I have to compliment them on that they put out a great record that is only eight songs it's nice it doesn't overstay its welcome um, but uh, yeah, it's funny. You don't realize with this record how many of these songs are just ingrained in the public consciousness in a good way. I mean, there are some albums that are kind of uh, like, uh, I just don't want to hear that again. But this is a strange uh, record as far as a big pop, uh, a big pop rock album that was kind of embraced by everybody. And even I mean, I've heard everybody from um, Kurt Cobain uh, liking this album uh, to uh, the guys in the Sex Pistols. I mean, bands you you wouldn't necessarily. It, it's weird. It's kind of like, uh, uh, like like cheap trick, but in album form where it's like everybody. There's no you don't have to you have to feel bad regardless of what side of the musical spectrum you come on or come from. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just a yeah. Uh, uh, and you gotta say it's one of the definitive kind of fun for the sake of it records. Yeah, it's like it doesn't. You know, maybe a little deeper but yeah but for the most part it's just a it's a record that was made for radio yeah i mean when you hear it you just feel like it's like it's like the golden era of rock radio which yeah. was the mid 70s i mean there's mm -hmm. uh, uh and it really has kind of uh, imbued itself across multiple generations as far as a timeless record i mean i it was funny just going through this whole thing i'm like god it's like yeah these are songs that i've always loved i mean yeah it, like rigid genuinely i mean whenever i hear them I always go back to them. Yeah, this is one of those moments where you could say, I mean, we talk, I think we've talked about before, uh, like either albums or songs that are like overplayed that you never want to hear again. But this kind of goes into my category of not, I, uh, which I'll get into more when we go through the tr uh, the track by track. But 
Uh, these are songs I don't get tired of. I don't know what it is. Maybe that was Tom just, he just had that, it was that moment in time, he just had that fine-tuning ability. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where, um, um, I will say in a little, uh, maybe not as much, because again, I also complain about like like albums or artists that are cold and calculated. This is a weird record because it is cold and calculated, but it doesn't sound like anything else uh, within, especially within its era. Um, uh, where I mean, you have other bands who have tried to go for that. Uh, I know Boston was kind of the one that started that whole corporate rock genre, if you want to call it. But I don't. This record, I think, kind of uh, it, it's good enough where I think you can kind of you can kind of forgive it for certain things. Um, yeah, where other similar sounding bands might have had kind of slipped up a little a couple of times where this record didn't really do that um but again this is very early in that kind of aor era yeah kind of switch you know started what 75 76 yeah, as far as that kicks yeah. off the aor era in a lot of ways um and it was a hell of a way to do it because i don't think anybody really i mean if you look at sticks or Ario speedwagon i don't think any or uh foreigner uh, yeah foreigner too i don't think any of them put out an album like this yeah, that really kind of captured the moment. Yeah, and really kind of crossed the divide. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's very fascinating. But it was it was funny. This is one of the first ones in a long time where I genuinely genuinely love going back. It just you just feel good when you listen to it. And you just wanna. It just has that. It's almost innocent in a way. Where sometimes like sometimes you need that. Yeah, sometimes you just need to kind of, uh, yeah, it's, again, it's, it's that perfect, like, popping down the convertible top and just sitting back and just driving somewhere, I don't know, wherever. Yeah, uh, so the innocence to you results in a score of? Uh, this is a, a pretty high one. Um, yeah, unfortunately, there are just a very, very minute, again, I, for the most part, I love this record, but uh, there are a few musical moments where I can't, I, like, I wanted to give it, like, close to a 10, but I can't. Um, uh, I think I'll sit at a nine out of 10. Okay. Uh, certainly a high score to start. Alex, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm going to be very much in the same camp. Um, <clears throat> I guess a little history with this band for me. Uh, I, I don't remember if it was probably hearing more than a feeling or some of the, one of the other bigger tracks on rock radio, but I specifically remember my dad getting the greatest hits CD and playing it in the car. It was like that rush. Yes. Uh, just, I remember like those couple years, like those were kind of in heavy rotation in the car on our drive. So, uh, yeah, I was like immediately hooked by this band, just the Sonics, the guitar sound. I always thought like the guitars had this in quotes, radio sound to it where I, I never I didn't know about the Rockman unit or the chorus or the actual effect behind the guitar, but it was like this guitar tone that I never heard before. And it's funny that if you look at the album cover where it shows like these great album, cover. Uh, it's yeah. a great album cover and they're out in space and you think of aliens and in a way it it is like this, an album that is out of this world. I mean, to, you know, not be uh, cheesy, but it really is. And I was actually talking to my dad earlier today. I was telling him we were doing this episode or this discography. And he would have been 20 years old when this album came out. And he's like, I remember hearing more than a feeling on the radio. And it was literally like nothing we had heard before, just how clean and like perfect the production was. And he said, right around the same time, a foreigner record came out. I don't know if it was their first record, but like those were huge on the radio. And 
I know I've I've mentioned before my what maybe my favorite Boston record is, but I mean there's no denying eight songs and like every single one of them is a is a rock staple on on classic rock Pretty radio. Much. So it, it it's very close to a perfect record. And honestly, anything I have to get rid of on <laughs> this album is, is only is only because of the game, but uh it was great, you know, reading up about the story of the making of the record and how they were pitching it to record yeah. labels and how they were about to give up and one, you know, caught on and about faking it, having to send the the co-producer out to L.A. I mean, we'll talk about that, but I just I love the story behind it and and what a genius Tom Schultz is. And one thing I'll, I'll talk about real quick, um, which I, I think uh, Chris was talking about how it's cold and calculated. Now, to me, I find that super interesting because if you, I mean, obviously I don't know Tom Schultz, but if you read any article or interview with him, you know the guy is a genius Mm -hmm. and he's kind of a nerdy guy. And I think he knew that himself. Like he knew, you know, being in front, like out in front on the stage wasn't going to really be his thing. And he probably was more of a studio guy, but you listen to the lyrics and how generic 70s classic rock they are about smoking and getting high and mm-hmm. being on the road and rock and roll band. And I'm thinking, like, you would expect highbrow Jethro Tull, yes, Genesis lyrics from this guy, but you're not. And in a way, I think he pr- he probably did that on purpose, and he played the cold game. And, and he's like, cold and calculating. He's like, he's like I, he knows he's way better than this. And yeah. but you know, let me play the game. I know this is gonna sell. I'll blow everybody away with the the tones and the production, and I'll make it relatable that it'll sell. And it's crazy that you know this guy was selling out arenas, you know, before they. Well, I mean, what they? I think they played like their first show, and it was like regular size, and then they were like selling yeah, out pretty shows, much. almost blow, yeah, blow, almost right into blowing, yeah, uh, Madison Square like, Garden, blowing, yeah, <laughs> Madison Square, like your first New York show yeah. is Madison Square Garden. <laughs> And and they're selling out even small markets, which apparently that was kind of rare at the time. Like bands would sell, you know, huge markets, but even the small ones were tough and they were conquering it all and, you know, blowing Sabbath and Foghat out of the water on tours and stuff. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, but I'm going to go 9.5 out of 10 uh, on this one. You know what's funny? Yeah, one 9. thing, uh, as far as the cheesiness and the genericness of the lyrics, uh, I think it helped. I it was funny because I, I you, you do pick up on that, but it's just they're so they're laid down so well. And with Brad Delp, and oh, with sure. Brad Delp, I mean he's one of the secret weapons of that. Yeah, this is this is a perfect example of having the right voice for because then because everything is everything oh, yeah. is, is is amplified so well that you stop. And again, I mean you listen. It's like yeah, but you're still singing the lyric. You're still. Yeah, I mean, I found myself just sitting in my room when I was listening with my guitar and just like, hey, I just kind of like, yeah, it's it's uh, such a feel. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> I, and, I, and, and I get I, I get like why Kevin and Mark love it. And they com- I don't know if you would compare it to like a 5150, but it's that summer oh, yeah. top down feel good record. That's what I said, yeah. And it's totally that. And it's this, like and, and this, in the best and this mood. again, because none of us, I mean, grew up in the 70s, but you you can almost smell. Like that, I mean, you, you, can, you can just imagine the curtains. And yeah, the, you know, but yeah, this is this mm-hmm. is like the cigar. like the like the like the mid seventies muscle car with the top down with your friends just cruising into town uh, or whatever. The tea yeah. tops off. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's not a tough guy. No, it's not. Album, no, it's not. Though, it's very like I said. Like I said, it's all. very innocent. But again, it's it's yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a yeah. double dating couple. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, I'm sure. scrolling through, Alex. Alex I don't Snyder. think you've given an album 9.5 yet. This really? Might be. I didn't have a well, Van Halen. We, we didn't start or doing out of ten and Van Halen like until like OUA went two or something. I thought it was fifty-one fifty. Didn't we, or 1984. Didn't you give 1984 I, 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 I thought we went no. back and, and did uh, input. No. Uh, Maybe we went back and did it. Alex, would oh, you? We we, we'll, we'll do that. We'll save that for later. We're, we're obviously going to get to the point in this show where we will compare Queen 1 versus Van Halen <laughs> 1 versus Hendrix and Boston, all the debuts. So um, interesting uh, to follow up on Alex's point regarding uh, getting rejected by multiple record labels. There was a quote that I read from a record executive at whatever, it was CBS or Epic or whatever the first label they signed with. Um, the person, the A&R man or whoever was, uh, you know, had first heard the tape was saying, I cannot believe that this is music that is available to us. <laughs> yeah. So somebody heard that and said, uh, we can buy this right, right now. It's, it's this the is winning, for sale. It's the, it's the winning <laughs> and they ticket. Did. Yeah, it's the winning lottery ticket. Yeah. So there we are. Yeah. Uh, just uh, get through that. So Kevin, your thoughts on this one. So I'm not going to steal your thunder, Mark, but um, this, this, this album, as our regular listeners may know the story, Came along with a certain other album, uh, Best of Van Halen. Yeah, I'll tell the story. One. I'll tell it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll tell the story. But in any case, I've been listening to this album for a long time because Mark gave me this album <laughs> back when I was in second grade. And I remember taking a bus Rocking out in 2002. A, a field trip. Yeah, 2002 <laughs> field trip and telling people about Boston and what... Who's this How great this band Boston is. I know. I know. That's what's funny about it. Put, I put down your limp biscuit. Listen to this. I crack up thinking about it, but there was something so infectious about the melodies. Oh, I know, and that's it. And, and these songs, it just like got in my head. And the best part is that it's kind of been an album, like a mainstay ever mm-hmm. since. And I, I've listened to this album a bunch since we decided to do this. Or on vinyl? Um, I do own it on vinyl, of course. It's one of the classics. You got to have mm-hmm. this. Um, but it's one of those, I popped it on, and more than the feeling fades on, and I've heard it a million times. I've heard this album a million times, and I you. still am not sick of I it. I know. Yeah, that's what I was and saying. I, I'm yeah. not sure. Like That's a rare thing, especially when you've heard songs that many times. And I just getting through this album, I'm like, man, this just takes me back in so many ways. It hits the summer sun, like you said. And um, something else we haven't mentioned yet, but at the time, I believe, is the greatest selling debut album before mm-hmm. old Guns N' Roses knocked yeah, it off. Right. It's plinth. Oh, really? I didn't know. That. I got to say, I think this is a little bit more deserving than the Guns uh-huh. album. <laughs> I know Guns had some huge, huge songs on that album, but come on, every song here getting radio airplay. It's a wider appeal. For I sure. mean, yeah, I just like as good as Appetite is that like that. There are some songs that I happily flushed on on that yeah, album, here, and yeah, here, it's a this bit more. is just going to be a tough one. You know, what's yeah. <laughs> so interesting as I look through the uh, the all the bands that we've covered: Hendrix, Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, Police, Queen. Uh, Pink Floyd, Metallica, Van Halen, every one of them came out strong, 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 except for Metallica, I guess. Um, but uh, you had to have something, and, and they saved the best for first. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. So, I don't think they kept up the uh, momentum, which we'll get, we'll get there, into yeah. later. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's going to be a fun journey yeah. as you follow along. But 
uh, uh, journey to frontiers. The, the, <laughs> All paths lead to frontiers. This is this is gonna. I think this is gonna be my highest rated album I've Louis, I've probably Louis. ever given on this show too because it. I mean, it's got everything. I've <laughs> going it's 10. got the production. Is he going ten here? It's got, no. Only I've gone ten. <laughs> it's got the production. It's got the songs. It's got the melodies. It gets in your head. I mean, and it's not too long. Like what? Almost what more could you ask for? You could maybe say a little bit of virtuosity, but I think that virtuosity is expressed in other ways yeah. than what mm-hmm. we typically like. It's seventies, right? You're not yeah. going to. This, this is a this, this, right. this is a song record, like in the in, in, right. in the most extreme. And, and the virtuosity is by far yeah. in, in in the production, like which is just out of this yeah. world. Um. So. I debated on giving it a 10. I really did. He's an icon. It's going to be a 9.5. What keeps it from being a <laughs> I 10? I debated. Uh, we'll, we'll get, maybe we'll get to it. Point it out. I'll just say go. there's one song on here that I just don't like as see much as the others. And that's not that it's bad. Uh, it's not that it's bad. It's just kind of stealing the words. I want to see if yeah, it's the same it, song that I'm thinking of. It'll be interesting. It's yeah. probably the same yeah. song. It might be. All right. Yeah. I'll close it out. Um, story time for me. Uh, <laughs> if you have heard this, just hunker down because I am about to go. I, I'll keep this short. So when I was. <laughs> no, no, no. Indulge. I, I want right, to hear right. this. So when I was in uh, seventh grade, so I was 12, 13, whatever at the time, um, I was exploring my own path. <laughs> What was I? I was like, yeah, I was exploring my own path of music. Wouldn't that path led me down uh, to things that were popular at the time, such as Mr. Fred Durst and his band Limp Bizkit (laughs) and other such great things like like Disturbed, which actually isn't really too bad of a band. Um, My band, uh, yeah, but I mean, just just kind of like, and and it just like, and worse, you know, from going from that, just just you know, puddle of mud and and just you know, stained and just that 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 new metal era because that was big at the time, and I was into that, and I would download songs on Napster, and I would make CDs, and uh, you know, I made a bunch of CDs for guys on the seventh grade field trip, bust them all to Springfield, Illinois. Um, <laughs> The, the, the land of Lincoln, and uh, we're go gonna go rub Lincoln's nose. Yeah, we're we're all gonna go and spend a day on the bus, and so that means bring your bring your Walkman, bring your CD player with ten seconds skip protection. And on I it. see the skip that drain the batteries. <laughs> yeah. Bring some spare you, double did, A's because it's a five hour trip from Chicago did, to Springfield. Did you bring the uh, the little uh, which call it? Oh, the, the, the binder, the, the, the binder <laughs> with the clear sleeves oh, yeah. that you I'm put sh- the CDs I'm, I'm in. Still, I sure still have mine somewhere. Some yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, those are all landfills these days, but uh, they were there yeah. back in uh, early 2000s. So, you know, we're on that um, uh, that trip, and I had just learned, picked up guitar at that time. And, you know, what am I interested in learning? Like uh, West Borland riffs, or, you know, just <laughs> stuff that just is not um, really just learnable on what the guitar that I had anyway. <laughs> Mark is trying to, Mark is trying trying to learn drop d- like d drop junk. D and, and C on, riffs, on, yeah. on a tiny like short yeah, scale like a three quarter Sears guitar if you remember Sears um, <laughs> the, 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 so anyway um, you know a friend of mine at the time Mr. John Flanagan I uh, hope he's listening someday for this story I wonder if he even remembers this uh, he was also a guitar player and he had brought with him a couple of CDs 
and he uh, said, you know, I thought you might like these. I heard you're, you're learning some guitar and, uh, uh, you know, check these out. And he had copied them already for me. Because, again, this was the era of the Burn CD. He had made copies for me. And he gave me two Five CDs. XP. He handed over two CDs. And these CDs are like the kind of thing if you saw it in a movie, it would be like handed the CDs would be glowing. And it would be like the light. It's like seeing the light for me. And these CDs. See, by the way, do you know do you know where these are? I uh, don't know. I hope Probably you still in my have storage them. room over there. Um, uh, uh, Van Halen, Best of Both Worlds, Part One, and Boston, the debut album. And those CDs are the reason you are listening to this show today. Yeah. They're the, the, the reason that our voices are I coming across cross. your speaker today because it completely changed the trajectory of what I was listening to at the time. And I dove head first. In, throughout my whole high school years into 70s and 80s rock. Van Halen and Def Leppard and uh, Boston, of course, and uh, you know, get into Iron Maiden and everything. And like it really was uh, my musical journey started here with this record. As an impressionable 12-year-old on the bus, given this, it was like being given the keys to unlock uh, the world that, that I would continue to follow. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it this is album. I mean, everybody said it already. I will just say one thing and put it in my own words. For one fleeting moment, Tom Scholl single-handedly stole the crown from the Queen because he crafted an utterly unique rock production with the songs that were poppy enough to sell but still match the appetite of the time. So I, I think just for one moment he did in the debut, better than Queen, which was probably one of the best studio slash song bands at the time in terms of crafting something that is operatic but listenable. And this song, this you know, this album isn't necessarily a rock opera, but it has those operatic, you know, uh, the, the, the magic, yeah, the majesty of rock. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good, good way to put it, right there. Yeah. So, just for one album, we'll see how it goes. And I don't think it stuck around, but um, he took it. He took the crown from Queen. So, uh, props to him. I will give this one a nine. Wow, we're, uh, didn't go perfect score either. Let's get wow. started. Let's see where it didn't get a perfect score. Um, we're probably gonna get all kinds of hate mail for this one for not giving it a ten. I'm sure, but uh, let's trash your favorite song. Kevin, take it away. Yeah. Let's start off with more than a feeling. Where are we gonna start on the song? I'm gonna start it at three minutes and ten seconds. And dream of a girl I used to know. I close my
man. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were all can, can, so busy rocking out. One of the first times in a while can, can where I, we can, were all kind of like in it together. Since Van Halen, it's yeah. been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Can I put something in the chat real quick? Can you just play a, just a little clip of the music video? <laughs> and if you're watching at home, just go ahead and feast your eyes on the bass player at about one thirty-four. <laughs> Explain uh, to me what's going on there. I'm waiting for the chat. Eagerly yeah. I'm waiting. Waiting oh, for oh, the chat. oh, I, 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 I put it in the uh, sync tube at the very bottom. Oh boy, we're gonna have to no, bump it all we... the way up to the top. All right. Well, I can put it in the chat. Yeah. Just, just... I actually. All right. I put it in the chat. I linked it oh, right, right to, to where... where we need to go. Look at his face. Yeah. <laughs> what face? Bass player, it's coming. 134. Like, oh, <laughs> is, is he okay? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> had, a, had a few bass before yeah. the shoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about this band. Because, Do you really want because you watch you watch him earlier in the video and he's fine, and then a minute and a half he just loses it. <laughs> Let's be honest. This band is not built from people who know how to be cool. It's not. What did you call him last yeah. week, Mark? The, the human straw. <laughs> the human straw. Oh, he kind of has that Derek Smalls thing going on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I yeah. will say I've been wa- I've been watching some like more recent footage of Boston within like the last ten to fifteen years, and Tom with the the shorts and the knee brace on. <laughs> Leave the knee brace at home or put some pants on, please. Okay. <laughs> and he can't even be cool about it, like Axel, who at least can yeah. the kilt at least is Axel. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, Mark, I, anyway, yeah, anyway, okay, back ahead, to the music. That's, that's, that's all. That, that's all the, the trashing that's gonna I, I happen was, tonight. I, I was gonna say. Uh, there is something magical about the way this song starts and ends. Um, Alex, you linked that video to me today. The Rick Beato, right? His, his breaking down. Yeah, fantastic video. Breaks it down. Has the multi track, so you hear a little bit of what's going on. Anyway, he made the point in there that not a lot of songs at the time faded in. There's something that got me thinking on my bike ride when I was where I was listening to this song i'm like something about fading in how this band comes from nowhere how it fades in from nowhere this classic riff i don't know there's something magic about it and not only that yeah, it does, but yeah. it's not you, you were to if you were to guess these days at the track listing you'd maybe think peace of mind Drop the vinyl, peace of mind. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah, we'll, I love we'll how it. just like yeah. more than a feeling fades it in. It sucks you in so much. And then the way it ends mm-hmm. with that long Brad Delp hold and the fade out. Oh, it's oh, it's just oh, the so harmonies good. Are incredible. It's just so good. Yeah. It's so and I love that I love that you played that one clip because I wasn't sure like at what I guess what I was going to say is I wasn't quite sure what drum fill was coming. And it was the one that I wanted to hear. The oh, I love the little yeah, skit. right before. Yeah. Yeah, great one. And then the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I mean, great drums. Everybody. I mean, well, and that's another thing, too, I should maybe mention. I probably should have said this in my opening statement, but uh, I had listened to, I mean, obviously, like I said, I've been listening to this record for a long time, as of you guys. And I remember listening to it again, like, I don't know, maybe like two, three years ago. And I'm like, God. These guys are still like so good. And I'm like, and that bass player, who the hell is the bass player in this band? This is this guy's gotta be one of like the best unsung bass players <laughs> of classic rock. Yeah, oh, I only found out a week ago. It's top. Yeah. There's a lot of movement going on in the song as we heard. 
He's you know, fantastic. It's, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't even know what to write for this one because, I mean, it's, yeah, I... I mean, I was, I pretty much just had timestamps everywhere, but you pretty much covered all the main ones. Kevin. Well, can we cover 224? <laughs> Let me back it up to 224, because that's one thing I had called out as being a, uh, let's see, a I, I have queen, I, to topping okay. queen, right off the bat, your debut song, your debut album, 224 here. Yeah, the soloing I mean, is those, very. Those, those, yeah. this, the way the screen. I mean, Brad Dub is uh, nowhere near uh, a singer Freddie Mercury, but having the you know the operatic guitars come mm-hmm. in, you know, I don't know how. I mean, the dual twin guitar. I mean, obviously Judas Priest was around, um, but the the way that the twin yeah. guitars are just front and center the entire album is just it's part of the voice of the album, and and uh, it's just such a it, it's 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 great. I mean, the the one question that I have is how much clapper is too much because there's like four or five songs on this record that are just clap 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 right. clap and does that make them more of a pop band than a rock band like is boston rock or are they pop that's just a question that yeah, they, i don't know they, if i have an answer to right now but it's something that uh yeah. um as, as great as the song is it's something that uh you know yeah. it just feels a little cheesy. well i would say it's gotta be rock though because you have to in the context of today, it feels really poppy. But did it? I know it was somewhat commercial back then. Suppose, but what yeah. was pop doing at the time? Wakacha, wakacha. You know, I, yeah, it's a little. Early, I mean, this, yeah, this is this is yeah, this is Sunny yeah. This, yeah, I mean, this is in the era of John Denver and Anne Murray and all these other kind of kind of and James Taylor that were all kind of dominating. But yeah, yeah, but this. I mean, when he screams, I mean, that's not something you're going to find in the singer songwriter. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad for that. I, I I like James Taylor. I like a lot of them, but I like them for what they they do. And here I want to hear just those fat. I mean, and it's, I wanted to get your opinion. What as far as all the openers that we've talked about, where does this rank? I mean, this is. Uh, yeah, because we've talked about. Uh, yeah, what are some other? I mean, we got with Van Halen one we had running with the devil. Um, uh, what are some of the other big the ones? Lights. The lights with Metallica, right? And then Welcome yeah. to the Jungle. What? What? Which is another one? Yeah. Pink Floyd's. I don't remember it. I hated that album. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't count. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's not a. Yeah, I mean, the, the, did they have a uh, big I'm, I'm opener? I'm trying to look right now. Upon uh, Piper, no, Astronomy Domini. Yeah, that's not a, That's a. That's, oh, I'm sorry. Are, are you talking about solely on the debut yeah. Yeah, albums? So, no, of I guess because yeah, as far as something that opened up the discography and opened them up to the Queen, world. As far Queen, as a, keep a, yourself oh, okay. alive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I love that I song, but I don't think it yeah. has well, the it, power. It's the but yeah, this might be between this and Welcome to the Jungle. Maybe I mean this. I mean this has more of that Colossus kind of like where it kind of grabs all crosses the line because I don't think as big as. Appetite was. I don't think Welcome to the Jungle you could say was universal. Like I think Running with the Devil's yeah. pretty iconic though. Just that. Yeah, that's close. So you could say face. maybe that's you could say Yeah, maybe this could be number one and then Running. I could think be two, I think you could then, find yeah. you could find definitely find more people out there that either hate yeah. Axel or just like you know, something yeah. about it where think... where this is just so you could you nobody could ask hates, what do you hate this, about yeah. this song, and I don't think anybody would be like, oh, right? Yeah. And, what, and what a and what a and what a perfect. I mean, it, it's it, a song about yeah. As far as just listening to that music that kind of got first connected with you, I mean, it's it it sounds like that. 
yeah when you when i think of a song yeah yeah about yeah as far as falling in love with music or whatever or thinking back to that i mean this is this is that i mean really yeah <laughs> yeah and, and one thing and and i don't know if cav you can maybe touch into this more just as you being more of the recording engineer but Obviously, back then there was no auto tune or really much of any editing at the time uh, to really slice kind of perfect in the tape. vocals. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you could slice the tape and stuff like that, but you couldn't melodyne or pitch correct a vocal. And you listen to this stuff, and, and it it still like kind of baffles me, like how perfect it is. And I don't know how much like studio trickery was going on and maybe it was just like a lot of kind of reverb and effect to really make like those notes just sound like so everything yeah, it's huge every, every, and yeah that's, that's the thing i think about this everything but it's yeah. like was his was his voice just that good or i said yeah that yeah i mean when brad came into the he said all of a sudden the material all of a sudden took on a life of its own so i think a little bit i mean i don't know how much uh, but i think I think everybody can agree who was involved in it said yeah, that Brad had this and honestly this magical when voice. When you hear the stories of them trying to make it back in the day and even what bands were having to do, what playing five days a week, you know, just yeah. like how much these guys probably sang and sang and sang and sang, and the fact that he was doing takes and takes yeah. and takes because Tom would have him overdub so much stuff, you're just probably so used right. to just nailing it. I would guess, Kicking you know, that, yeah. that's Kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting how he is the, I believe, uh, and this is true, that Tom Scholes was signed to the record label and Brad Delp was signed to the record label. That was yeah, the, the, the rest of the band. I like the story of, are are these guns, are these basically. guys a band? Go, you need to play a performance for us before we'll sign. Oh, that was yeah. funny. It's like, oh, we got to get some yeah. guys. Yeah, because like, everybody, yeah. I think, because, yeah, I think a lot of the guys. And, and then so you get the unusual for there. 135. Because yeah, I think the guys who had been in their, like, little, like, kind of some of the bands they had toured around Boston, yeah, pretty much left at this point, right? There was just him and Brad, pretty I think. And maybe, Could you imagine, drummer, like, trying maybe? to do that without yeah. Craigslist or Facebook in the 70s? <laughs> I, <don't, yeah. laughs> I guess a record deal made you made you uh motivated yeah, sure. a multi-million dollar contract <laughs> it's like oh, okay i gotta go out just going out back out to the club okay we need a. I, just, I could be wrong but i think it was 10 albums in six years and we got two two not yeah, even so three i wonder if that uh, bass but, player spazzed out like that during the record uh label showcase school. one thing i was telling kev today and mark i'll ask you this and see if you agree or if you have any thoughts but when i was reading the uh, story about like the founding of the band and the the, the recording of the record and the the hiding of sending the the Boylan or whatever his name is out to LA to kind of distract the suits. I was saying you could make like a Netflix documentary or like a series about like the start of this band. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, maybe not like a full series, I should say. A but mini series. Like, you know how they're kind of doing I feel like a mini series, yeah. like how they're doing the Sex Pistols yeah. right, right now. They only had one record and obviously they were influential. I love them or hate them, but there's like a full series on them. And I'm like, I feel like there's a lot here just to the story of it. And I could see like, you know, Tom Schultz going out to the local bars in Boston, trying to scout these guys yeah. and, Oh, he found the singer. He found his match. And then all he needed was just some yeah. scabs to fill in the spots. <laughs> I, I think you, what you need to do, if you're asking me, if you think, if I think it's a good, uh, idea to a good pilot pitch, uh, <laughs> for, for a streaming hey, series. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't yeah, think peacock, it's as fiery, but any, though, is but uh, what yeah. I would say is Maybe you have not, to tell yeah. you have to like 
do like the Dirk Diggler story and where it's like really based, it's like it's based off a real person and, and a real story, but a lot of creative liberties taken and, and yeah. a lot of characters. I don't think Tom Scholes is interesting enough of a character to merit his own miniseries. You got to make a few up. Surround yeah. him with a like a, like a really nasty record label man, uh, which I believe yeah. there probably was. I mean, yeah. of course there was. It was the '70s. It was rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, but you really have to have a a group of characters as a band. And Tom Schultz really, you know, if if I were doing it, just like the focus on, you know, is it better to be an ex, you know, to be a perfectionist, or is it better to put out music and learn? Um, and that was really the internal struggle that that I would uh, base that story line around. So yeah, I, I would love to see it. We probably won't get it, but uh, uh, who knows? Yeah. They're doing everything. Pretty soon they'll be scraping the bottom of the barrel for uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, that kind of thing. Once we get through Elvis and Queen and 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 Elton John, eventually we'll get to uh, Vinnie Vincent yeah. someday. Hopefully, Maybe get your faster pussycat Boston. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, Think of merch. all of three people show up to the theater. Um, <laughs> <It'd be us. laughs> let's uh, let's move on to track number two, Peace of Mind. We'll start with this one at five, uh, not five minutes, three minutes and 25. just makes you want to move and it makes you want to party it makes you want a backyard party in the summer in chicago you can smell the burgers and the italian beef you can smell the barbecue you can hear the cars roaring through the alleys the cicadas the italian beef comes on that big tray yeah this is you got to experience italian beef to to really understand the glory of this song uh that's yeah you don't you don't know boston until you've had a beef and a Jefferson Park backyard. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's such such so many great moments in this song. I really think that this is the song that opens the album to me because it's the one that I remember. I think this is the one that really woke me up out of my new metal slumber. Uh, was that guitar line? Honestly, coma, it's such a coma, lyrical yeah. line. Yeah. Um, like later on, uh, the clip that Kevin played back there is is it's almost in some ways. Like you, you almost could hear Queen doing it and hear how much more Queen could do with it, but you also appreciate how they knew when to not go too over the top with it, that it's harmonized in many different layers, but it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like it's it's just, just coming at you too hard. It's very subtle. Like in that last line when it doubles up and goes into twin guitars, it's actually three guitars. There's a guitar an octave below. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's, it goes from that single line guitar to a three guitar line, which I think is really cool. Just to, that's just that, that studio bit. You know what? 
Now let's double this an octave below, see what it adds to the song. And it adds, you know, just enough to make it uh, just a little bit thicker, a little bit fatter, add more emphasis to that uh, that that lyrical line. So it, it, it's, it's a great song. It's well-constructed. Three verses, but moves along really fast. It's got, we got to, somebody's got to pull up the chorus on this one because it's great. And, you know, it's just one of those magical moments that you run across you know, in, in your composition, like you come up with a chord progression that's worthy of in sync. And it's just the most generic, you know, yeah. uh, you know, like minor to the four, to the one, to the five. Like it's just the most generic overused chord yeah. progression, but it just works and it's so infectious and it's such a great turn on that, uh, that chord progression that you have to love it. I don't know, you know who hates this what, song. You know, it's kind of one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite things about this song that I've always loved over the years is, because uh, I, I like, I always forget when the electric guitar chugga part comes oh, yeah. in after the chorus before like the next part because the first, I think the first two times the first two yeah. times are I think the like the acoustic or yeah. acoustic. And whenever I listen to that song and you hear it on the radio and maybe you tune in a little too late. And you're not quite sure where you are in the song. You're like, oh, is it going to be the electric part or the the acoustic part? Mm -hmm. And I've always just like loved that. They and do that a couple times. How on clean the are those chuggas too? Oh, yeah, I know. Incredible. Yeah. It's just so tight. Right on the. There's yeah. a bit too. Oh. Maybe I'll get to this later, but the way it, I I think so, but uh, the acoustic seems to fade out just slightly slower at the end. Just little small details that you can uncover in this production that just make it the third guitar layer. Just the more you listen to it, the more you can dive into, you know, what went into There's building this. There's a lot this. of, and that's what I learned from that Rick Beato video, if, if anybody, and I think, no, uh, he does another one on Hitch a Ride, which people should watch too, but there's so much like layering that you don't actually mm -hmm. hear because it's so buried, it's so like balanced. Brad Delp. Yeah. Yeah. Like there'll be like acoustic, like the, the beginning of More Than a Feeling, if you ever listen to that very beginning, I know we're on the next song, but the opening riff, you you pretty much, you think 12 string, but there's actually clean guitar mirroring that buried underneath it to thicken it up. And there's times where even Brad Delp will like mimic the guitar line yep. with his vocal mm -hmm. underneath yeah. just to beef beef it yeah. up. I think that's great. Yeah, it's funny. I, I love how this song... Uh, Again, because he ultimately delivered exactly what the record label would have wanted. But uh, as far as yeah, just him talking about like just telling the label to like leave him alone, yeah, and just like back off. Like I know, yeah, this is I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. This yeah, is the he, one song on the album that actually yeah. has a little bit, in my opinion, of more interest to the lyrics. That it's not just about rock and smoking weed. Right? Yeah. Because sure. yeah, I, I like because sure. I love it because again, this is you could you could almost hear like him like a voice like yeah like talking to the label like I understand mm -hmm. about indecision, but I can't care if I get behind people living in competition. All I want is uh, just my peace of mind. Where it's like yeah, I just want to just yeah and it's that's where I get, get to a nine and not a ten yeah on this album yeah <laughs> it doesn't have enough of that introspectiveness in the lyrics yeah i guess you could say that yeah it's funny you've heard about this before yeah a song about just like uh uh, uh record label bullcrap yeah i kind of like yeah it's certainly the era it's, for yeah. it yeah <laughs> but, but, it's, but, it's, but it's presented so well that you never would have yeah i mean i mean for years i just took it as a, just a a song about just wanting to be kind of just looking for peace mind yeah we're in any uh, uh yeah not knowing that it was about that just him kind of arguing with his label <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. 
All right. Well, let's move right. and close out side one with the longest track on the album, Foreplay, Long Time. We're going to start this one at a minute. crash symbol is like have mercy on me Even the little guitar effects. What a fill! So you know, simple, but what what else? Would there's you know, a lot of that on this album. Yeah, you know, fills what's funny? that just just, yeah, just a, fit in the pocket. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here, um, uh, but I love how here you've got that ballpark, uh, like uh, uh, like organ. But it works. I knew it, you were going to say that. It's all over Take the record. Take me out to the ball game organ. But it but it's uh, it's so it, it's so interesting. It's here, so seventies because it, it, <laughs> it, add, yeah. it adds an important layer that kind of makes it. Yeah, not uh, it, it takes like brief moments where it takes you out of the cold and calculator where it's like, oh, that's kind of where it's not just normal rock. Okay, they're going to throw in some. And it's kind of it's funny with that intro. It kind of sounds like they're trying to do like a more popular version of like what Yes would do. It's got it's, some it's, weird. It's got it, some very weird kind of classical kind of, but it's not quite there, though. It's still very much in the in the pop vein, but you can see they're almost like they're just trying to like, okay, we can do it, but we're not going to. Yeah, go all the I mean, way go, into go listen to Heart of the Sunrise, which is uh, from Yes, and kind of what the song seems to be imitating. But it, it's that you know they they just did two cold and calculated uh, money printers for the record label. It's cool how they just start in the middle of a Yes song, basically, yeah. and then just just perfectly orchestrate it into a rock and you know where right. we left off. Yeah, and I love how the uh, the bass really drives that intro too. You can see like with the, with the crashing part, you can oh, like, doom, let, doom 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 doom, where you can see everything is laying. Let's dial up fifty nine seconds for some yeah. bass action. Yeah, fifty nine. I'm back. Fifty six. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. What a tone. And then here they are. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the the glue. So good. I love the way when the rockin' part comes in, not the not the proggy part, 
but when it gets to long time, long time, yeah. the bass is just that pedal tone, bum 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 bum. Yeah. It's so it's like a total contrast to what was going on in the beginning. But you just feel it. You feel <clears> it in your headphones or your car. Do, 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 it's do, actually kind of running dun, with the devil. Dun. Actually, I never put that together, but there's a bit of a that running with the devil comparison there. So what, oh, yeah, that yeah. yeah. predates. Yeah. Probably a little bit ahead. Yeah, I like how they stick with the organ too. Yeah, they and that's do. where it's almost that, 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 that's actually not Tom on the bass. That's uh, one thirty-five video man uh, <laughs> on the studio track. And apparently, and they say his name was Fran Sheehan, and they say he was perhaps the most experienced musician in the original lineup of Boston. Yeah, I love it. You knew how to get that's funky what, that's on was... video. <laughs> yeah, you didn't I have to it. worry about playing on the video. Yeah. Funky yeah. Fran. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I'd love if that were the case, or just like everybody else, it was just labeled like a weird number or whatever. I love that were the reality. <laughs> number <I know>. two, <laughs> pick up the bass. Um, uh, I want to dial up uh, a number of moments in this song. It's two oh uh, two thirty. If you're following along at home, uh, did we do that already? Did we pass <laughs> that up already? Was that the intro? Yeah, just this. Yeah. What a soaring solo! Massive. It's, just, it's, it's made for lighting this guy. I mean, I'll stop talking over it, but it, it just really is a a a a nice testament to that we don't have to have, be twin guitar. We can just write a really nice uh, just opening uh, little solo. 307 right here um you know hate to call it aping but this is very 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 starship troopers from yes where are we 307 yeah, right here. i mean that's just yes starship troopers um I guess again we're getting more claps. We got those yeah. those contrite claps. But it works. It yeah, does. I, 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 I did. I, I did have a written cowbell though at this point. Yeah, like it's so getting. That, 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 that's right. the yeah. That, that's the arena rock like audience moment there where you've got like the audience participation. That's like there's Fi- one yeah, the cold and calculated, Chris. Uh, Five thirty. Okay, <laughs> this guitar solo right here. Take it all the way. Slowly speeds up. Here are the effects wider. Sounds back in here. Yeah, Mark, keep, let it keep okay, going. So, there's, a, there's a power I, chord I, moment I want you to... Uh, I want to keep going. To. I want to just say okay. something about this solo. I, this is 1976, probably recorded in 1975. The guy is doing a Marty McFly solo 15 years before Back to the Future. I love it. That's right. I love it. That's right. The guy goes crazy on the guitar. That bend into the guitar slide. The pick slide is so cool. Dude. I just love how it's all over the place. It's so cool. <laughs> he has the best pick slides. Oh, all right, Chris, yeah. what are you saying about the... Uh, just keep yeah, I know what he's talking like 625. about. Yeah, uh, yeah. 625, yeah. sure. Cool part here. Skipping. That, yeah, that just... 
background that's just that weird, yeah, that extended sustaining a little feedback. Yeah. yeah. Still going. <laughs> Still going. Those are power chords to hit the Harmonies. Yeah. God. <laughs> you, you see in the Queen comparison? Oh, am, I, am, I, am I out of touch on this one? I see the Queen comparison. I just think Queen sometimes was too weird for their own good. Yeah. Yeah. Tom is, is weird, yeah. but I appreciate the cold and calculated sometimes yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah, it just pushes yeah, the right to, buttons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this has got to be pretty innovative for the time. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the blend from acoustic guitar to electric guitar back to acoustic, then the two together, then the organ and acoustic backing up oh. an electric solo, I, it is not that common. No. Like Tom, a, Tom knows how to serve up the donut with sprinkles, but it's the yeah, best like, donut yeah. you've ever had. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like how he's not. He's not one of these. Cocaine uh, in it. Yeah, yeah. He's not cracking this one. Yeah, yeah, he's not one of these. Chris, one, I one, forgot one. that Chris's mom's crack cocaine lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah, that, this, serving this, that. Is, this is that, but like double size trays. Yeah, right here. But, uh, <laughs> double but yeah, the but, coke. Yeah, the, yeah, but yeah, the the nice thing here, yeah, to, uh, the Tom is not a what is this button do kind of guy. That's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna use these. I know I'm gonna use these buttons because I know what they do and I know he what they're knows. Doing. Probably designed the darn things himself. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's no mystery. There's no mystery. Or sitting on the there board. with a yeah. circuit diagram, soldering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these things take so long. Tom's in the room soldering again. Yeah. <laughs> Record people you know, banging on the door. I'm almost finished. That's <laughs> that's what's so interesting about the guy is that he probably made the equipment to make that solo, but it's yeah. one of the coolest sounding solos of all time. Because yeah. if you were to picture the guitar player who played that solo, it would be a lot yeah. different than the guitar player who actually yeah. played it. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe, <laughs> yeah. It, right. yeah, maybe that's why he fought so hard on not recording in L.A. Because it's like, no, I can't do it. If I don't have my board, <laughs> yeah, this is oh, not it, good. It's an <laughs> well, that that's yeah. that's what he said yeah. too, and also like he, I'm sure he was worried that a producer was going to change stuff. But... <laughs> this yeah. is what makes yeah. I respect this band interesting, yeah, no, and I'm sure we'll get into this further. But for those of you who are ardent listeners of the uh, Light the Sky podcast, you know we like to bring up our main man Vinnie Vincent a lot on this oh. show. And just the way that per, it's a great case study. There it is. On, There's the shirt. Yeah, how, how we got one of us. Uh, Alex is rocking the merch, and um, uh, the way that perfectionism can obstruct what could have been something great. And it seems like Tom Scholz is able to command that, and somebody like Vinnie Vincent is, is that that self destructs him. And it's an interesting, um, I guess, balance that you have to achieve in terms of wanting to put out the greatest art that you can, yet still being able to put something out. I, I hate to say this, but I think that perfectionism is a lot more desirable trait in a producer than a musician who's also a producer. Right. Because Tom hit it here, but like yeah. the, the the releases start getting farther and farther apart. I mean, I mean, sometimes because he need, he yeah. also has creative control and perfection control and production control, and normally a producer would eventually step in and say, "You Dude. need to deliver an album." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get some music to the in the mail here. <laughs> exactly, right. because Been producer wants to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Check in my mailbox well, every day, and there's a tape from yeah. you in it. Yeah. I, 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 
every time the studio exec opens up the mail from Tom, it's another circuit diagram, not a tape. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 almost interesting that uh, you can almost draw somewhat of a comparison to Steely Dan, just in like the kind of brains behind the band. Where uh, and, and I just kind of found this out recently. I had known my dad mentioned that they weren't really like a big touring no. band back in not the day. All. They were more of a studio band. And if you look at all those records, like every record basically kind of has like a different lineup on it. And then you get to Asia and every song has a different lineup yeah. on it. And you listen to like that first Can't Buy a Thrill and like the biggest songs. Actually, I think for a long time, Donald Fagan didn't sing. And it was because I think he was a little self-conscious of his voice. And, you know, he could write the music and... There was questions on if if you know there. I don't want to make this a Steely Dan episode, but you listen to it, and then you get up to Asia, which is my favorite Steely Dan record, and it's way kind of different than the earlier stuff that was a little bit more seventies classic rock. And Rick Beato actually talks about this, and he's like, "Why did why did you change your sound like five albums down the road?" And it's basically like Donald Fagan basically said, "Well, I wanted to this entire time, but." I just felt like I didn't have like the power like yet. with the record the label yet. and stuff to do yeah. it. So I think he like dumbed everything down. I mean, it's still highbrow jazzy stuff, but it's a little bit more classic rock. And in a way, I just I find that interesting. It's like and then there too, I think there was like gaps in between records and stuff. And it's like you got this guy that doesn't necessarily know if he wants to tour and be like a front man and put his face out there, but he can write incredible songs and he has this talent. So he just finds other people to kind of do it for him. And I just, I, I don't wonder how common that was back then. Especially as studio, uh, the, the, the magic of the studio kept evolving to where you had people who are very, very good at that, but did not have the, the cool gene within them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. For sure. Well, that was side one. It's time to flip that vinyl over on your record player. Lay the kneel down for rock and roll band starting at one minute. a song that I loved when I was younger and the more I listen to it the less I like it I in my opinion it's one of the weaker songs on the album uh, despite that smoked a big cigar in my Cadillac car being a lyric that just sticks it's it's, it's carved in stone on the inside <laughs> of my brain I don't know what is with that <laughs> lyric um, but it is something about yeah, the, the 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 corny audience being inserted into it 
Um, the fact that this isn't the band's story at all. And it's generic. It just, I mean, it's, it's yeah, kind of it, anybody's story. It, it's not even just, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's generic, but also not even the band at all. Um, I just will say that the song and the drumming, um, this it's it's this is the song that I think like you know if you had to pick a song that uh, is saved by the drumming this one might be it because yeah. there are some tight fills in here yeah which is interesting too because this was the original Boston drummer on this that Jim Mastia was it the guy, guy who was only on for one track yeah that that's him. This, drummer yeah. drummer number and then one I think I think, <laughs> yeah. I think he came I think he came back and played on stuff like in later records but yeah otherwise it was uh, Sib guy with the huge afro <laughs> and everything of else <laughs> yeah and uh, again yeah, so. you've got those uh yeah those queen uh like uh, guitar lines there that you heard in that clip uh yeah probably the most of that that you kind of hear on this record um yeah this is uh, again i love this song uh, but i can kind of see where uh, some of the minor issues kind of creep up um i will admit yeah the tempo and the chorus does Kind of remind me of some other songs on the record. Maybe almost a lot of songs. I mean, it feels like from Peace of Mind, it has that kind of memorable kind of quality to it, where you can almost, yeah, if you're listening to all these songs in a row, where you sometimes you can get, you can kind of transplant them almost. It has a yeah, has funny kinda, cadence to this chorus. Yeah, something about the way yeah. that the lyrics come across with the melody, just yeah, and just the it, 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 you know, I will, I know. yeah, I will, I will say, yeah, as far as just the kind of hokiness of the lyrics, it almost has a nursery rhyme kind of feel to it. A little bit yeah i don't know what uh if you're gonna uh, do that you gotta go all in on it right and that's the yeah you gotta have a really strong foundation and it, it has again it's it's something you you know when you when it goes um and then you got the big gong yeah it's like yeah you, yeah <laughs> it's like okay we know do what's you think going Tom on all right? spent a whole day and a half recording the gong fine-tuning the placement of the gong mics <laughs> dude's in there just, please i have to use the bathroom can we go he's just sitting there messing around with the mics yeah. do we know i i, I hate to hear that was just unprogrammable gong that's not a pro that's not a that's not a program thing is it was that really a gong he didn't like i'm sure it was a gong. oh there's Ever, yeah there's no way at this point matter, like he's like testing of... out different gongs people have all gongs in and out of his studio oh, i'm not happy with the resonance of this one i have to send in another gong <laughs> so go find different mallets <laughs> sitting there with his ear right up yeah, next the cl- to yeah, the cl- listening to yeah, the cl- yeah the material on the and the mallet is not uh it's it's, uh, it's too it's it's too uh too puffy. Yeah, still, yeah, I want a, a treblier, uh, more the puffiness uh, by yeah. 27%. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that at least in this point, talking about rock and roll is still acceptable. Mm-hmm. This is the high end. This is the golden era. Yeah. Yeah. It is. We haven't got to the Metallica point where you're talking about your amps. Like, yeah, <laughs> smoking a big cigar in a Cadillac car. It's. Yeah, I know. Have you done that before, Tom? Have you? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I know, but I'm just saying, at least we're not at the point where we're talking about... It would be like Tom talking about his pedals. Like, that's, that's <laughs> not a song you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. I prefer, at least, if you're going to do something like this, do it from the confused perspective. Like, uh, when it was... Um, my favorite uh, Pink Floyd member, uh, uh, Richard Wright, who was... Uh, 
singing about groupies or writing about groupies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. that, that's just more fun that way. What was that? Summer it, of 68 or something? Yeah. 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 Uh, was that it? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, where it just yeah. got this this very odd, like just, they should have so written a guy? song about that, like just weird, like the experience of becoming a rock and roll band in the strangest way. And just writing, writing about from like. Sibs Fro. Oh, yeah. Well, just writing it like from an ironic perspective, I suppose. Maybe that word's probably I, overused. I think but. I could forgive it a little bit more if it were about them. If it were actually about They have an interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. Write about yourself, if anything. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, but I, I will say I'm not defending the song because as soon as Mark said, like, it's one of the weaker songs on the album, I was actually surprised. I'm like, I was feeling the exact same way. I think I it it, it has it has the unfortunate I mean it's between long time and smoking and Yeah, I will say uh, smoking smoking just has more energy. Right. Yeah, as far as the too. Ba- So this is kind of like a lamo rock. Yeah, as far as far as <laughs> what the seven other like yeah, this is probably kind of on the lower end of the uh But again, it's it, I think it's heart maybe is a little in the right place, yeah. You take it for what it is. I don't know, yeah. Chris, Mr. Cold and Calculated, this is as cold. Chris, Mr. Lyrics and Mr. Cold and Calculated. And he's yeah, got the most generic on this yeah, rock I, like and I said, roll this, song. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, yeah, I don't know, maybe, again, I, uh, I think I think my as far as Cold and Calculated, I think it's later on in the rock era where I had problems, like in the late 80s, where you could see, uh, I'm not going to, I don't want to bring up, there's one band that I kind of, maybe I brought up in, in the past as far as my problems with, yeah, yeah Cold and Calculated, positions but here i don't yeah i don't know again this is yeah it's it's like i said my opening statement i mean you can go back and listen to it yeah there's just something about where it, ba- it balances yeah the it's uniqueness and sound to, with the cold and calculated where it's like okay i can't i can't pinpoint anybody else throughout that 20 year period where that where it sounded like boston i wonder yeah. if that's yeah. a kurt cobain influence now that you mention yeah. it i didn't hear anything about you brought that up. That was something I learned on the show here. Uh, yeah. That this is influence. But I think that there is that kind of thing that attracted Kurt Cobain to write a cold and calculated, ironic yeah. Nirvana song, I yeah. suppose. Maybe, maybe it is. Yeah, like I, I, was, yeah. I was just about to say, yeah. the more I think about it, the more I love this album because of that. It connects like with this, people this, outside. This the, weedy yeah. guy yeah. from MIT it's like the guy just it, selling 17 it, million albums like what <laughs> is this it's like if one of us just tomorrow like we're all over number one song on spotify yeah. and it's just because we wrote this song about <laughs> you know stick it to the, yeah. drugs and money or whatever <laughs> from the white suburbia and maybe tom dabbled but it's like you would not expect the guy to have i mean he's such a genius and it's like this there's like other well you mentioned the richard wright thing and another guy like i think of too a lot uh is morrissey from the smiths uh. where he was very much like a recluse and just kind of like a shy person that like has commented like I think he's just, he stayed inside for a long time. But then you you listen to like the lyrics and obviously the guy was a reader and it's like you see the guy and you wouldn't expect him to be kind of talking about these topics mm-hmm. in like such depth. And you're like, have you actually <coughs> experienced this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so I just I, I, I find that and maybe they have. Like, that's a, that, I'm that's not a dangerous thing. Like but it's I love that story of the unexpected guy singing about these kind of topics. And this guy in a basement that, that it, it is actually a guy in, in a, basement. a basement. Yeah, like, like you yeah. know what? We're writing a song called Rock and Roll Band. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge on the radio. Like, what are the odds of that? Just imagine some There's of the guys none. that you guys work with 
just you don't even know that they're doing this. And then when do you, yeah, you find walk over out to their, their desk that they're yeah. deep into recording out. this album? Just looking over yeah. at the guy, be like, dude, you like you're doing this? And then you hear yeah. it and it, <laughs> it's on Spotify? You hear it and it blows you out of the water. Yeah. I'm like, why are you here right now? Anyway, I just think that's cool. Kind of just oh, like it's, it's yeah. unique. I don't know if it's cool, yeah, for but sure. it, it definitely is an interesting story. All right, we'll, we'll move on to smoking starting at 145. Yeah. Good, good time choice. Okay, I have to stop it here because this is one of my timestamps that I pointed out. Alex, did you see any live versions of this one? You look of smoking. Yeah. Uh, from like, well, yeah, I mean, I watched some like performances recent ones. because there's just something. I hope, I really hope that there were great shots of the organ of the player just flailing across the board. And something about that is so cool is that organ player going nuts on stage. Well, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it have been? Uh, Tom playing it? I, I saw him playing uh, foreplay when it was at the Giant Stadium. So yeah. I imagine it probably there, would have been him. There's a video of him from 2008. Looks like he's on the keys. I mean, he starts <laughs> off on guitar and then he moves over. The guy does it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's you can some weird. Flail uh, on the pipes, that's for sure. I'll yeah. pick it up because <laughs> yeah. I know you were yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> I love the drum groove. I love the harpsichord. That sounds like like the beginning of like Mr. Crowley. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so I I love that they got what a harpsichord sounding. uh, Was it a harpsichord? I don't know what that. Maybe it was just an effect. Yeah, and then you've got the church organ, and then you got that. I mean, it's like man, what a ballsy kind of like. There's no. And then you've got that. that They're throwing out diminished chords. That they're throwing out (laughs) diminished chords on the organ on an ode to weed song. (laughs) It's it's a cool trip. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Trip sorry, man. Mark, yeah. but in, yeah. in, 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 in response to your question, I hope the uh, Oregon guy is just going nuts. I watch a live video of smoking from 2008. It's just Tom up there, barely moving with the knee brace on. <laughs> just, <ooh. laughs> it's like the complete opposite of what you were hoping for. Oh, Br- bring up a 78. Yeah, uh, I'll yeah. Just imagine there. It. Hey, there. Yeah. Hey, Kev, can you pl- just play the chorus? Yeah, because I just I need to hear that. Yeah. Oh, sure. I don't know where one um, is. But try around like 20. Oh. The organ doesn't stop, by the way. It keeps going. It's still going. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, I love those hits. Uh, there's a good, uh, 
Anyway, yeah, you wanted to hear the chorus. We just heard the the end. Um, I'm just gonna guess. But yeah, yeah, it's funny. Is this song a bit like too ZZ Top for anybody? I don't. I still like. I mean, this is kind of early in their career too. This is probably the the, third. Yeah, three albums. I could, I could see the yeah, opening, it's, it's, especially. It's, it's got that kind of Texas boogie feel to it, but uh, it definitely does. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is yeah. this is funny. Going back to the more kind of innocent approach to this type of to this album, yeah, where this is the the innocent approach to raising hell. Like it's not dangerous. It's not Guns <laughs> and Roses. It's not. It's just kind of like almost like a John Hughes movie. He you punched see, uh, out five minutes early. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't file his. He filed too many exemptions on his tax return. Yeah. <laughs> he oh God, pocketed wanna, some extra solder from Radio Shack. I want to see the fu- I want to see the funnier die <laughs> skin of that scenario. Yeah, just a bad. Yeah. Oh man, um, that cracks me up. But, uh, what's that movie that went this one time? We stayed uh, that thing you did. We stayed up too late. We stayed up too late. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What? That, oh yeah, when they were given the, the radio, they were given the radio yeah. interview. Oh, yeah. This one time back in when we stayed up way but it's still it's still, it's still oh, good. But man. again, yeah, this is definitely I, I guess you could say it almost has a dated feel because you think of as far as again the whole raising hell concept. Yeah, here it feels like raising hell, like high school circa '76, like that kind of like it's not not dangerous like it is now, but it's just like going out, maybe a little bit of drinking and driving, maybe a little pot, but nothing. It's yeah. the music that saves this one because we're only. Yeah. Yeah. What five years ish from Shout at the Devil? Uh, no, this uh, uh, two years. Wait, no. Shout, oh, oh, shout, 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 oh, shout, oh, shout at the Devil by Molly Oh, Sorry, I was yeah, running with never, yeah. never mind. Um, yeah, that was yeah, five, uh, yeah. five years. Yeah. So I mean, it just yeah. if they're writing a, I guess they're not trying to write something that's or, or seven that years, eighty three. Never mind. I don't know. I wish they would have yeah. just been. Uh, this is another song that I wish they would have been at least more ironic or goofy about. Like if he would have smote it's about. I don't know. I don't know, but you have a four-minute song and about three minutes of it is devoted to this awesome instrumental. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, I think like like you said, that is just so cool. Like you said, Mark. Yeah, the uh, yeah the the instrumentation here and just how it drives is what. uh, And this is a driving song. Saves it. Um, Quite frankly, if I'm gonna listen to a weed song. I'd prefer to have an awesome instrumental <laughs> you know what? organ section yeah. rather and than, than you know some of these yeah. other songs. No, I'll just that you interrupt hear. you, Alex. Uh, and, and to me, I mean, I like I Cosmic like how I, I like how Brad delivers the chorus. It just it has that kind of feel to it. Yeah, smoke it. Yeah, it just it has that like again that majesty of rock mm-hmm. feel to it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it just yeah you can you and you you know when you're if you're if you saw them live like in that era and you heard that you'd be you'd throw your fist up in the air even if you were kind of even deep down like more of a serious kind of musician you, you know you're up out of your seat just you know, like just enjoying the moment sure. yeah I what were you saying alex i uh i can't tell if this was somebody editing this in to uh be clever but i looked at the uh song length for smoking on wikipedia yeah. just take a guess at how long it is what the original version or what oh what yeah. it's this is what it well, says the youtube on. says 421 but yeah i'm guessing it's 420 Right. I mean, if that was on oh, purpose. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> 422, it says on um, the, the song. What does the, the yeah, vinyl say? Yeah, I know. A, a vinyl says like 444 yeah. or something. But no, the CD version says 420. It does. Was that a thing in 1976 as far as being a part Tom of Tom decided Tom decided to switch yeah, up the CD track listing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I just find that kind of <laughs> Yeah. <interesting. laughs> yeah. 
That is interesting, though. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll leave that to our audience to fill Somebody us in. Somebody let yeah. us know how yeah. long four twenty has been around. Yeah, is Joel listening? He would. Oh, it looks <laughs> like it may have started in nineteen seventy one in uh, San Rafael, California. By one guy. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at that. Uh, <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Don't know how I ended up on here now. Interesting. <laughs> right, anyway, are yeah, we, uh, sorry. Anyway, let's move on. Hitch a ride. Started from the beginning. Something else you, you're not you supposed are. to be doing anymore. Anyway, <laughs> Tom was that rebel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time he put his thumb out on the highway. Yeah. Writes <laughs> 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 a false song about it. <laughs> 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 anyway, let, let's. Hey, let's, Mark, Mark, you talk about how you wanted some creative liberties to make Tom seem a little bit more edgy than he is. I think he could take care of that himself. I think we'll just turn him into Dirk Diggler, is what we'll do. <laughs> um, uh, let's start this at 1 minute and 25 seconds. On my top solos a, list. Yeah, talk about a warm yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to open up with the like by the first sentence that I had for my uh, my description. Yeah, yeah, this is a song that planted a seed in my soul and it spread. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, warm blankets. <laughs> my first sentence everywhere on this one yeah. was a song that sneaks up on you. And then I noticed that the song was Hitch a Ride, and I don't know if that's appropriate for Hitch and a Ride to sneak up behind you, but this is definitely a song that that builds up, as you mentioned, maybe uh, 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 yeah. flowers within you. It does, yeah. Like I said, I, this is, well, I mean, a song I've heard, but just like starting, like actually digging into it, I'm like, man, what a... I'm the same it, way. It's like a stocks on the oh, rise, massively. even though we've loved it for so many years. But, uh, yeah. just keep playing oh, oh, yeah. it for 287. It, it, it was, you know, it was on my top solos list, so I have no problem playing yeah. it. You on 257? Just keep it, keep it rolling here. Oh, I love how it just becomes mono and thin. And then huge. Wow, that's cool. That's Queen. Queen. That's Brian May. That's Queen. And then...
It's like every line, every eight measures is a different tone and a different placement yep. in the stereo spectrum. And a different right and they, there, and the, they yeah. continue through oh. each other. It's not like stop, start. If you notice that the the guitar from the previous line it just sustains and then the next line comes through. It's an interesting way to construct hey, a solo. Hey, hey Kev, can you Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we go. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? Uh, Hold on, quiet. <laughs> it's not done yet. Uh, I mean, like, there, like there's nothing. I, I was gonna say that reminds me of Gary Richrath from Ario Speedwagon, but he, it's just the Les Paul with the cocked wah sound. So I, it's nothing unique. But it just, it's, it's, it's used to such very great effect. Tone. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, I know. Great. Yeah, not to it's dwell great. on the song anymore, but can you just play the uh, just from the beginning, from the top? I just need to hear that right from the start. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Okay, what us? Smoke like water It's it is cold and calculated, but man, I just I, I couldn't stop. Uh, I don't going. know. I couldn't stop going back there. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> Yeah. This is like a hard rock version of a Simon and Garfunkel song. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm picturing the movie The Graduate, which is like in my top three movies, yeah. and this scene towards the end of the movie where uh, Ben has to drive up to San Francisco to oh, to the wedding. Uh, or, yeah, 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 to find yeah. to find the girl. And there's like those overhead shots of him driving in the red convertible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, Simon and Gar- Garfunkel's playing. Like, I can almost see that for this song. It's just so picturesque. It is, yeah. I... The whole thing just sounds oh, so smooth. And, and also a fun fact for guitar players out there, which I found out today, it's actually tuned a half step up. Oh. Really? So so if you had a guitar, you would put a capo on one, and that would be the The Vinnie the Vincent and boys are going to rock. Oh, did he do that? Maybe he got the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we for, we forgot to mention, Alex, yeah. that if you saw the video on More Than a Feeling, the drop D on bass yep. in More Than a Feeling, yep. which is also a fun little tidbit. Yep. Guy wasn't um, afraid to turn the knobs. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to something about you. Where do we start? At the top. Uh, I'm going to start think, at 148. I think, but I think I know Mark gets it going. At the top. Mark, fire it up. Mark, Make, fire it up. Mark, Mark just wants to start it. So let's, let's, let's it. let Mark pick Here we where.
see. All right, I know we could we could <laughs> listen to the whole thing. I can see I'm probably hey, going to dog load on this one. He's got the garbage truck backing up. I love Brad's singing on here, but okay. I felt like this felt like a lesser version of of some of the more iconic songs on here. It felt like more like a B side to like Peace of Mind or yeah, it just felt like even even though some of the parts sound very similar, but just not as earwormy. Oh, this is um, way better than Peace of Mind. I don't know about that. Maybe oh. uh, yeah. I, I know about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the this is the ultimate sleeper Boston yeah, song I, of all time. This is the one this I had is, to listen. This is the one I had to listen. This is the true. This is the. This, I'm going to say it. This is the true fans Boston. Okay. Well, I, well, well, this oh, is. No. I feel like I'm on the internet. This is Don't Stop Me Now, and it's on their debut. I don't know about that. It's the placement. I think it's the yeah, placement. Yeah. Yeah, what maybe, is this? I, like I, said, I, I had to. I had to it's listen to this one. Yeah, I had to listen to this one a couple of times, but. Really, yeah, this one just didn't. didn't I knew he'd be backing up the dump truck on this song, yeah, the the garbage truck, yeah. But again, I love, yeah, like when Brad comes in, like, yeah, that's like the but the rest of it, and even the intro kind of reminded me a little bit of like kind of Aerosmith a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah, what was that? Uh, Last Child, it kind of had that clean, uh, kind of minor key, so that was kind of like, okay, I've kind of heard that before, but yeah, so that's kind of where I uh, where I stand. I just felt like it was. Yeah, just not as yeah. There, uh, it was missing something. Yeah. All right. Here's why yeah. you're wrong. Okay. Uh, here we this go. is a, a a song. <laughs> you know what, Chris? Uh, first way, of all, he was I, will, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I, yeah. Show of opinions. I, I will say, Chris, I I as being the person in the dissenting opinion many times on this show, I appreciate you having yeah. one. Anyway, also, Mark, go I, ahead. I, I will quickly say this too. I, I'm sure I felt that way too for a long time about this song because you're so kind of bogged down. I mean, like, yes, this song gets on the radio, but nowhere near as much as the other ones. So when you hear it, you just automatically think, well, kind of towards the end of the album, maybe not as iconic right. as the other ones, uh, lesser, not as good. But then you come back to it and you're like, this is like the best fucking Boston. Yeah, I, I won't go there. I will say, <laughs> yeah, it did. Again, after absorbing it a couple of times, I it wasn't as low as it was the first time. Because yeah, this I, yeah, this is the one where I really wasn't familiar with it. Probably maybe that's why I just it just didn't. Because again, the rest of the album is just ingrained in my in my subconscious, and this one was kind of like okay. I, so yeah, the, how they they construct such a beautiful lyrical guitar line and they make a slightly more complex chord progression but still it's an earworm i mean when that when those chords dig into that minor second you just you just love it and when when you go into the the whole you know the whole bit of the um the 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 way that the 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 drums just sit in the pocket with some just like this this i don't know this this is perfect when the, the 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 snare fills they're just 16th notes or 8th notes but it just just brings so much energy to this I'm bringing so much crescendo to the end of each line um it, you know this makes of, me want to this makes me want to pick up a guitar when he goes into those huge chords yeah and just just open God, you know hand m- hits them and mass and and the the way that that I mean peace of mind is such you know I use the term butt rock a lot it's like a butt pop song just just, yeah, uh, just that generic uh, chord progression the slappy yeah. little acoustic i like it too <laughs> but there's something that just is that 
perfect blend of musicality and I think there's some more smarts going yeah, on in this song. But without it, like, coming it wraps across over it's at hitting you on the nose with we're actually good musicians. You can craft a great pop song that can get on the radio, but there's also enough in there for the people who appreciate um, something a little bit deeper. I mean, I have to to play. This is probably in my top five moments of music in this song. <laughs> got to, got to, got to, got to. Head. Oh my yeah. god, that is the hugest of huge. If you like, the word <laughs> huge was made, defined by this, by this moment here. At well, let's start at two forty-five because it's good to hear the introduction to this. I just you, feel you like remember it's that scene? We're going to talk about that thing you do, and when Tom oh. Hanks does that little, you know, like on the side, <laughs> that's in that moment right there where the manager's just like, this man's killing it. I'm watching Wait, you that want, tonight. You, you oh. want that thing you do. The ending Talk of this about song. the way this song yeah. ends. The yeah. You can you can hear the seventies disc jockey, and that was yeah, Boston with something about you. out there, all the dreamers. I, I will I will give a uh, I will give uh, a shout out to the uh, the fade out at the end. The guitar did have a very modern feel to it, which I thought was kind of interesting with that last power chord. It doesn't sound like a seventies like just that moment. It sounded almost like a like a like a Seattle guitar chord like we're just crunching it was very uh yeah very interesting but uh, chris you're picking on the weirdest things to appreciate this song it's just a, it's a musical <laughs> amphetamine this song yeah i don't know about it. like like, 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 like i said it, it sounded it sounded like they, it like, sounds they like nirvana but, at the end yeah i mean they yeah they it's it's like they did the four like mo- uh, three or four or the three monsters in the beginning and then it's like they came to this one which sounds again great performance uh but it just felt like the I don't know, the melodies just didn't, yeah, it just, I, like, I felt like I'd heard it already, just, like, to a lesser extent. That's how, at least how oh. the melodies hit me. I know you love love it to death. I appreciate it, but again, it just, it, it didn't hook into my brain like it is with you. The Chicago barbecue is turning into yeah, a brawl in the back of Jefferson. The way that builds within yeah. the pre-chorus. Yeah. In a way, it and not not to say anybody's simple-minded here or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But like, I, I'm actually kind of thinking more along the lines of like maybe what makes it different. And I think it is because the other songs uh, they're just like a simple. Well, you mentioned it with "Peace of Mind." Now it's just like that simple, yeah. common chord progression, and that works. And I love it too. But like. There's more going on here where like the whole song is kind of like one speed yeah. and it bobs and weaves, but it like yeah. keeps and you I, interested. I mean, I'm, all, and all, I'm all for deep cuts. I mean, if anything, at least with me, I liked Brad's uh, performance here. I think the vocals just crushed. It's just I, 
I couldn't get into the melodies as much as you guys did. That was that was it. Yeah, I just felt yeah, like uh, this is just like part four of uh, of that sound that they've become known for here. Yeah, and just not as yeah yeah it just didn't I, hit I me. I think by the fourth time the engine has been warmed up. Yeah, and this this is just interesting maximum. Yeah, yeah I'm warm. Max, yeah. Okay, we, we've. I, I, just saying, I am curious. It, like, this is just a general question. If the song was pushed higher up in the album, would that would, have would it have changed anything for me? I no. Uh, it's got, I like it here best. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, if it, like if you if, if you wedged it inside one, I maybe pairing. just again because you're just like okay, you've got they've kind of established themselves with four. Um, but yeah, just this far down after yeah, almost we're almost at the end of the record. Maybe I don't. know, Maybe if I had, I just wonder if that hurts it because like. In a way, maybe that, that maybe you could argue that. Maybe, like I said, it's no, I know it's by no means. I mean, it's uh, it's no by no means. I mean, it's it's a well constructed. I mean, again, the performances are really killer here. It's just maybe it is. Maybe it's like, like after this, I just felt like okay, it just felt feels almost like an afterthought at this point. Where maybe if it were higher up, maybe it would or, or maybe on the side one. I could see it coming after a uh, long time. Yeah, maybe that would have because again, I think I think, I think these uh, you could. Uh, I guess I can kind of see that where it, this one in the first uh four tracks you can see that's like that's like the boston sound like that kind of yeah you can see like these are different uh and this one is a little darker they have the melodies are it's a little bit more minor sounding it's a little bit uh yeah, yeah. uh maybe that's it maybe it's just different cause as far as what i love about this album maybe it just was too much of a and i'm a, and i'm a, a guy who loves uh curveballs every once in a while uh i just didn't yeah it just took me a while or it just I had a harder time getting into that song compared to some of the other stuff on here. Uh, uh, give maybe, it some more spins, yeah. Chris. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, who uh, knows? Get, when you're in you a bad more mood, put on this, this one? song on. Yeah. I don't know how you. It's like a try not to smile challenge to yeah. this song. Yeah. If you, if you don't smile listening to this song, I don't, I don't know what you're listening to, Boston. I for. think there's two like and like this is the one where like this is a big bonding song for my dad and I where. Like he loves this like whole album and the the next record and other stuff too, but whenever this song comes on, he just like loses it singing every harmony. Like right when you think yeah. you got like one sing along part, it hits you again with another mm-hmm. one. I, that's why I think this is perfectly placed because you've got the cold and calculated pop hits yeah, I, one I and two you've got the weed jams in the middle you've got yeah the the the, the sneak <laughs> up on you hitch a ride at you know this it's, it's a well-placed album uh, or well-placed song well well constructed album i think that this is the opinions, perfect opinions opinions and it segues very nice like let me take you home tonight the intro to that song I know so well because I listened to uh, uh, something about you so many times and I would just go back and, and play it. it again. <laughs> Skip yeah. back, you know, back in the CD era where you couldn't hit the button <laughs> fast enough because it was so slow to respond. That's how much I like this song. All right, well, let's close this thing out with Let Me Take You Home Tonight starting at 2 
what do you got to say? Alright. I'm gonna say it. My least loved song yeah. on the album. Yeah, same. It, it's just I okay. It's great. I know I know, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. It's still good. I if you're gonna make me, you know, whatever. We'll get to love it or flush it later. But I, I don't know. Maybe also reading that this is the one song mm-hmm. that like the band recorded in the studio mm-hmm. makes it the oddball. Yeah. Yep. Feels it different. Feels it is like it's a Brad Delp song, and it's the only yeah. one that's yeah. solely Delp. And actually, I guess John Bolin, like this is kind of the only one that he like really produced. Yeah. It, t- it, t- it tells a lot. And I don't say it's it's like it's not badly produced. It's not badly written. It just like ah, it, it feels like it ends. I know this is like a pumping up section at the end, but at the end of the song, but when this this song comes on, it feels like a little bit of a downer. No, it's weird. It's a closer, though. I mean, that, that's all right. It's a, it's a good closing topic. It is I, did, closer, I did say, especially yeah. the, like the end of the song where it kind of has that, like you're leaving the arena kind of feel whenever you're, you're with your gang or your gal or whatever, and you're kind of, you're heading out. Uh, but it, it, it is weird. It does, uh, it does tell a lot of very weird lines. I mean, like the opening is very... I like that. Like with your almond, gang almond, or your gal. Right, yeah, your gang <laughs> Either or your gal. Yeah. Um, concert attendee buddies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of has that, like, right, yeah, posse, uh, leaving, the, yeah, leaving the venue with your posse. Um, but uh, yeah, it has, like, in the beginning, that weird kind of Southern Rock, Allman Brothers vibe. And then all of a sudden, in some of the, like, lighter vocal sections, it sounds like Yacht Rock, where it's like, and then all of a sudden, you get the crazy, you get the big guitar, and it's like, whoa. And you uh, got the again, hold down at the end. Yeah. It Don't does forget seem the whole like it, It's like the one song where it's heavy metal. Not a heavy metal hold No, it's not. It's yet. like the one song <laughs> yeah. where it's almost like this sounds like this could be a different band. And the fact that like Tom comes in with the guitar, like that's kind of the saving grace yeah. to it. But but other other right. than that, it's like it, I, I could see this being a different yeah, band. I, but so great. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's, yeah, there the end credits. I, 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 I want to dare yeah. somebody to cover that and blast beat it. <laughs> Just blast beat that thing. Keep doubling it up. Uh, actually, I saw this live uh, by the singer of Boston who just performed the song. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And yeah. he, he did this one, and uh, the current singer of Boston, obviously. Yeah. And uh, they, the drummer actually double-bassed this. <laughs> it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, double-bassed in Boston. Yeah. They go in opposite corners yeah, of the no, room. Yeah, yeah. No double uh, bass pl- uh, playing, walking yeah, their way into the yeah, studio. Yeah, I didn't work. This, but yeah, that, but that chorus though, that's, uh, that, that's what. If there was one weird thing, I could not get that out of my head. Yeah, just the way that's just such a radio sing along thing. I mean, it's almost frustrating in a way. Yeah, uh, just with how weird the song is. I mean, it just yeah. I even found it like where I, even when I was like thinking about other songs, all of a sudden that chorus kind of made itself into the yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Interrupted. You know what this song suffer suffers from? Um, unmemorable verses. Like on almost every other one of these songs, I can tell you how the yeah. verse melody goes. Except yeah, for this, this is one, very much this is a very strong kind of. Yeah. I'm lost at where where does this verse yeah. start? And it's like you can you can sing almost every other song word from word. And this one, the only thing I can really remember is let me let me. Take you home tonight, and they'll let me take you yeah. home tonight. Which are which are fine, yeah. but it's just like the hoedown and the soft is, chorus. Yes. So I don't know. It's got that. Cut. It's not bad, but this is why it's a nine point five yeah. for me. That opener is so yes. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> we are on the same page. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what were you gonna say? I said Mark? the opener the- is extremely yes sounding. Oh yeah. I know. 
That's just very like going for the one. Yeah, uh, same yes year. Of, Not going for the one. Yes. The yeah. song, but the album era um, of yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah right. Closing out our eight song debate here. Uh, let's jump right in. Are we get, are we doing a are we doing the questionnaire thing? We are doing the questions, the questions right. tonight, yes. right? Oh, oh yeah. wow! Get I might buzzer, I might have get to reload up right. my horn app. Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's quick make, trip let's, to the app. Chris, store. quick, let's get a question. Technical difficulties with the uh, with the buzzers. Oh, no. Horn app's here. Okay, <laughs> it's been waiting <laughs> for you okay. all along. Oh, okay, please open me. <laughs> Didn't have to read that. Sending one of those stupid little notifications to open it. Yeah, please honk the horn. You haven't used air horn in a while. I do. I, I'll, I'll, I'll bust it out here and there. Okay. Right, here we go. All right. I wonder s- where <laughs> Kay and Tolls exactly. at the toe blaring it in the person. Yeah, you busted up. out the horn. <laughs> let, 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 let's just say at the most inappropriate times, yeah. the horn app metro conductor's out. going through. <laughs> oh, no. Excuse yeah. me. I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right. Where were we? All right. So let's open with a uh, true or false. Um, all right. Uh, true or false. Uh, foreplay was the first song Tom Scholz uh, recorded for the album. I think that was Alex. Yeah. Well, this is a trick question. The first song recorded for the album. The the well the 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 the, the key word is recorded. El- Alex is about to step on a landmine. I know this was the first song he ever wrote. So in that case, I'm going to say true. Yeah, you're, you are correct. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Uh, Chris was keeping the poker yeah, face yeah, going. It was a trick question time. that sounded like a trick question, but it wasn't a trick question. I, I do remember seeing that. I didn't yeah. include that in the uh, yeah in the question. I, I just I just hope that Chris has a Billboard chart question for Mark. It's all right. I got the Wikipedia right here. Oh no 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 no! Okay. Close right, More than a feeling, it uh, reached what in Spain? <laughs> okay, here we go. I got another true or false here. Um, uh, rock and roll band was the only song Tom Scholz had a, a co-write on with uh, Brad uh, with Brad Delp. Awful there. I couldn't punch him fast oh. enough. Alex is fast. I think that was Alex. Yeah. Was the only song he had a co-write? Or uh, or, or, or yeah the. There was somebody else who had a co-write with him, yeah. Yeah, that he wasn't the sole songwriter. Oh. True or uh, false? I want to say that's false because... You are correct, but why? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> smoke. Oh. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, okay. Smoke. I was, gonna, yeah. I, I was thinking more the Let Me Take You Home Tonight thing. Yeah, uh, Smoking was actually the other, uh, the song that I guess uh, he had a co-write with Brad Delp. Oh, so we know who was smoking in that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's see. Will Alex take this one? Let's see. He's walking. He's walking. Oh, we can't let him get this. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, been taking multiple... a gapplebees on this one. All right. We got a, uh, a multiple choice here. All right. Uh, the band uh, had been calling itself up until the recording and release of the uh, of uh, of the album. What uh, was it? A. Midtown Madness. B. Mother's Milk. Or C. Magnums. I know it. I know it. B. Uh, I knew it. I was, my app was off. I know this. No, it, Oh, Mark mine got didn't it. work either. Is it mother's milk? Yeah, you were correct. Damn it, I had the sweep ready. My phone closed. <laughs> oh, no. oh, mine was muted. I had it on. Okay. Let's make sure it's working. There we go. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, you're a, you're a terrible lucky. name for a band, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Um, or we got a true, another true hey, or false. Chi- oh, go ahead. Chili, chi- chili peppers used it for an album title. Yeah, the eighty nine yeah before. Oh, I'm a bit uh, of a milk phobe, so. Yeah, that kind of grossed you. <laughs> that <Yeah>. stood out. <laughs> How do you feel about Adam Hart, mother? Nah, I just right, don't look at the see. color. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, we got true or f- another true or false. Um, though a classically trained pianist, uh, Tom Scholz didn't uh, begin playing guitar until his twenties. Uh, true or false? There's a lot of landmines in there. There's a lot of landmines in there. Alex is not going for it. I actually don't know this. That's why. I'm just going to bump in. Answered no no questions. Uh, I'm just going to say You are correct. Oh, boy. I'm running out of questions here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, had to, he had to put that Spain billboard one away once it got brought <laughs> here it up. Comes. <laughs> a box of tricks. Okay, let's see. Um, oh boy. Who did the digital transfer of the CD in 2004? <laughs> oh, yeah. it a. Okay. I know the answer. Okay, we might have to go to a uh, kind of a quick. Uh, I had a few on here just in case it got bad, just like as far as just getting your hand on the buzzer, because I'm sure all of you guys would know it. Uh, let's see I'm ready. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, true or false? Uh, even though the demos were considered considered perp- uh, perfect, uh, Epic uh, Records wanted attempt to re-record the whole album note for note. I think I think Alex got that one. I thought Kevin did. That's. Oh, oh was it? It was it Kevin? No, that was me. I I I hit mine. The answer's the answer's true. Yeah, you are correct. Okay. Sorry, Kevin, I couldn't hear. Yeah, there was that was kind of a yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I'll get him on the All next right. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock him off his home court. Two on buys that one. on his You'll favorite. You'll beat him on his home right? court. Yeah. I'll, I'll dig. I'll, I'll, I'll dig deeper on, the, yeah, the next on, on that one. Yeah. All right. In there. Gonna go into Lambo and yeah. stomp him. Right. Okay. So, Alex, All right. Change. It's an extra. Okay. All right. Here we go. Take it away, Alex. All right, yeah. tonight. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And now, love it or flush it. Thank you. Uh, inverse order, Mark, Kevin, myself, and Chris. Open it up more than a feeling. Mark, what do we think? I gotta love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kev? Yeah, uh, it's the same. What are you going to say? Same here as well. Gotta love it. Yeah. Chris? It would have been my buy, but uh, something else came up, so I'm just going to give it an enormous love. Okay, track two, peace of mind. Mark? I almost want to flush. It's just to piss Chris off. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Just, Turns out Chris is terminating Yeah, he's going to get me back on something about you. Uh, I love it. It's it's uh, a song at the, the end. You know, it's a long song, but it's yeah. done right. That's how you do a long song, I guess. Honestly, it's a case study on how to pull off five plus minutes on a pop song. So, love. Yeah, you can't get rid of this one. Big love for me as well. And Chris. Uh, yeah, again, yeah, huge love. Yeah, I don't have to... What the, what the hell? Oh, oh, I'm... Just skips me entirely. Did I? Oh, all right, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, well, you stole any thunder now. It's because yeah. you're not as important. No. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. Okay. Chris? Uh, yeah, enormous love. Yeah, I don't need to elaborate. Yeah. All right. Uh, track three, foreplay, long time. Mark? This is almost this. I think would probably be my second buy, um, if I had a second buy. So this is an interesting one that I don't necessarily like or will go back to, but it's one of the songs that I appreciate 
um, most about boss. I guess when they get a little bit deeper, but still can can bring it. Uh, so this would be a strong love from me. With a, yeah. a a position in the Boston lore, this this belongs. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do what Mark didn't. Ooh, somebody Mark, else. Is, oh. My big buy. For, uh, this is my favorite song. He hit it album. well. Oh yeah. I I feel like I, I get that, but my days of playing Guitar Hero or Rock Band and the song was on there and everybody played it. <laughs> <laughs> just made it seem not as special but yeah it's great it's great song big love chris uh yeah again an enormous love uh yeah they took an intro and made it uh, orchestral enough but still kept the pop edge to make it accessible to everybody yeah so you gotta yeah gotta give it to them all right Track four, rock and roll oh, band. We're flipping oh the boy. flipping the album over. Go. Mark. Now the album gets flipped over and immediately gets teed. Wow. <laughs> oh. Uh, this this one's this one's this oh, one's where it's gone a little too far in the corny department. And it's uh, it is a melodic chorus, it's an earworm, but this one we got eight tracks, gotta get rid of two. It's my own rule book and I have to abide by it. Um, but I don't feel too bad about teeing this one. If it's your favorite song, I don't know. Screw Pounce you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about Kev? Yeah, if it's your favorite, yeah, if it's your favorite song, write to us at Rock and Roll Band Deserves to Be Flushed. <laughs> at Gmail. Um, because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's funny that how we're all on the same page. Like I, like I love everything here, but this was like maybe the one as well, where it's like eh, something about it. It just didn't stand up amongst the the other ones. I mean, there's parts that I love of it, but yeah, just overall. So I'll do the flush as well. And Chris, I'm pull out my uh, rubber glove. Um, yeah, pull it up. It's oh, been a while. I, I haven't heard it in a while. Up. It's it's been a long yeah. time. Hang on. Kevin, oh, you missed it. You <laughs> ruined the moment. Not, it could be. Chris there we go, guys. Yeah, we got a little again. slap Chris sound of that. Throw a little rock man on that. Why yeah, don't you? I, I do agree. It's the weaker of all of the big hits on here, but I, I still love, uh, love it. Uh, this so, is a uh, hit. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it a love. Not a big love, but a love. Okay, as we talk about flipping the side over, here's an interesting thought exercise before I forget. What if you accidentally put this album on the wrong way and you started with rock and roll band, smoke and hit your eyes, something about you, let me take you home time, and then closed out with the last three? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Wow. It really changes the That's album, doesn't it? Interesting. Maybe I'll do that. It does. Yeah, why not? I don't know if I love rock and roll band as the opener no but well to be to to be fair so i was watching that that live concert from uh well actually i don't i might be wrong but there was a concert that i was watching recently i think it was from like it was like from like 2017 at the greek theater so this is when they had tommy DeCarlo singing for him and they opened the show with rock and roll band and the first thing you hear is well we were just another band out of boston and it just it, it's kind of a cool like intro like here we are and you name yeah. drop the band name right away but also if you know the story behind it it's like eh, where are you real well see here's my argument for that is that right it, it, it's a it's a preview of that template in the 80s where your first so your bon jovi template where your first song is about how great rock and roll is and so it works in that sense it's cheesy oh. it doesn't work and then 
Hitch a ride. Yeah, it's third your third song, song ballad. Something about you is that like second ballad that's that's that brings it back. The the clean up ballad, and then foreplay long time is a pretty cool closer. It's your progressive closer. You know, Tom planned this. He's like somebody's <laughs> going to be smoking too much, and they're going to put it on backwards, and it's still going to work. That much of a genius. He's yeah, made his he album. What's that? That uh, word that is uh, uh, identical back and forth. He, he, I'm sure he knows. Uh, is it, is para, it a pa- par- panadrome? Para, panadrome or something? Para, para, yeah. Para, yeah. Palindrome. Something like that. Palindrome. Yeah, that's right. Well, Race speaking car. of the token track, let's move on over to track five, Smoking. Mark, what do you think? I have to love this one. I think the the band doesn't pull off the topic convincingly, but the organ solo will always get a big love from me. Kev? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, give me a big love for this. Yeah, big rocker. I do see or hear the ZZ Top uh, reference, sure, but I don't know. I just love the energy and... A great, great opening tone and a fun one to play on guitar. So, uh, yeah, big love for me. What do you, what do you, what are you giving smoking, Chris? Uh, huge, huge love. Yeah, this is uh, this was the pull out the guitar moment for me. Yeah, there you go. it's big. There you go. Yeah, thing. It is a fun one to play. All right, track six, hitch a ride. Mark, what are we giving it? Uh, yeah, I would have given this a flush years ago, but um, it's a stocks on the rise. I think we all agree. Love, Kev. Yeah, massive stocks on the rise for me. I definitely, this is definitely one when I was back riding the bus, I probably wasn't too interested mm-hmm. in. But as you've gotten older yeah. and matured, hitch a ride, yeah. hitching a ride. Yeah, good putting the thumb the up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, since I uh, luckily won the trivia tonight, I'm going to go ahead and buy this one. Interesting buy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it is. Uh, and Chris, hitch a ride. Do we lose him again? Chris, he's typing. Chris is typing. Let's see. He's gonna. He's gonna love this one, isn't he? Get your eyes. Is. Is he typing? Is I don't see his, him typing. Is this gonna be his buy? I don't see him typing either. I'm. Oh, I've already something put an edit mark. Uh, something. Is he just something? something is wrong. it like something with the computer wrong, or is it like something with reality is wrong? Yeah, I. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> Oh, he's back there. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know what's going is. on. He's Everything's been working in and great. out of dimensions right now. Yeah, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, the internet keeps cutting out. Yeah, hopefully we can get. Uh, so we're, I'm guessing we're to me. Yeah, to hit your ride. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm ruining my you momentum. Uh, yeah, this is my my buy. Yeah, this is just oh. a huge. We're on the same page. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm, gl- I'm glad. Yeah, this nice. song is was just like I couldn't stop. This is the one I kept coming back to. Cool. Very well. Wow, I love All it. All right, here we are. Track seven, Mark. Something about yeah. You. I'm going B for boring. Bye. <laughs> Y'all knew this was coming. Yeah, <laughs> we all knew it. And Kev. Yeah. Uh big love from me. I think we all know it, Alex. Ring it up. <laughs> there it is. Hitch a ride. I, I feel like love. Hitch a Ride is a little bit more of the slower ballad one, and then you get back to the kind of. A little bit more Alex up-tempo is just rocker. Trying, Alex is just trying to walk in and flash his Boston cred at the That's door right. with the hitch a ride and That's something right. about you guys. It's I, like I flashing say, that FBI I will badge. say hitch a ride wouldn't have been a buy until like maybe possibly today mm. after watching the Rick Beato video and then just listening to it and getting your thoughts on it. I don't. Uh, Rick is getting a little bit too much promotion. He, he is. He, he is. He is. Something here. about you is always going to be the buy, but I'm like, what's going to be number two? I think that one's fair. So, 
Uh, ooh, Chris, what do we think here? Oh, boy, this is not gonna. He's, he, he, his enough. internet didn't go. His internet didn't go down for this one. <laughs> oh, oh, he sends a message. <laughs> he, he even has a yeah, he sends a message. Oh, uh, perfect. Yeah, I, uh, I, I appreciate it. This is unreasonable. This is the song, this is the, yeah, this is the one song I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it. Everything else just stuck into me, and this one I had to. Uh, like I said, the only thing that really stood out, yeah, for me was was Brad's vocal delivery. I think really, but that wasn't enough for me to really yeah, to keep coming back to it. Yeah. So. Oh, that yeah. cracks me up. I've teen yeah. stuff too out of malice <laughs> from existence. <laughs> That's okay. All right, track eight. Let me take you home tonight, Mark. Gotta flush it. Don't know. I, I probably would anyway. If I, if there were like another song on this record or. All right, let's say foreplay and long time were separated and not the same, you know, considered the same track. Um, I think I might keep Let Me Take You Home Tonight over a long time just for variety's sake. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, really? I like long time. Yeah, bought so it, much so. better. But I also yeah. bought it. So, Kev, last track? Well, I can tell you that uh, Tom is not taking me home tonight. Don't wow. think you, you'd probably fall asleep of boredom. <laughs> yeah, I imagine yeah. so. Yeah. Brad's passed out from the <laughs> Yeah, no no offense to Brad. Again, I like the song, but I, I guess kind of keeping up with the theme, if you have to think about terminating from existence, uh, then we're keeping the album entirely Tom for the most part, and uh, you're getting rid of the one that wasn't uh, written by him, and I think that kind of stands out a little bit, so tee it up. You know, that kind of reminds me of the uh, like the last uh, uh, like CCR record where he like he had other people contributing versus Tom Fogarty and it just didn't didn't work. I wouldn't say that. I mean, here at least they have a hook in the chorus, but the chorus again isn't isn't enough to hold the whole song up. So yeah, it'll be yeah, this is kind of on the bowl for me. This is like kind of like where I enjoyed it, but it's close <laughs> enough to the to the opening where it's like yeah, you gotta kind of you gotta push it in. I guess yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A, did Chris have a yeah, flush this on this album so far? Yeah. No, no, no this was it. Yeah, so I, he's I, almost no, forced yeah. to. We yeah. all hit the minimum on this one. Uh, in effect, well, when a you give score it nine, uh, on this one uh, from yeah. the Boston guys. So uh, at least as good as it gets uh, with the Light the Sky team. So quickly, um, I've been up since four in the morning, so I'm ready to sign off. But uh, <laughs> let's let's go debut albums. Where does this stand among the greats? Um... I think Van Halen one. I think is still that's more of a personal favorite for me. I can't. Okay. There's just something more unique about it. Yeah, where I think it kind of you have to I have to give it a little bit of a. Okay, is this a top three for anybody? It might be. I, oh, yeah. I, I think so. Top yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. This. I, uh, let, let me see it. Debut. I will. Debut I will say I enjoy this. I I, I, I enjoy this more than Appetite. Uh, I enjoy this more than Metallica's first album. Uh, who else? Alex, we... what about the police? Uh, I do love that record, but yeah, no, I mean, come on, I, this is just. At... Are you are you talking? Are you talking just the discography? Well, just for context, discography covered. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure the, there's a better I mean, ones that yeah, maybe I know oh, about. The yeah, first, the, the, the first police one. album, I think they were yeah. still finding themselves. I mean, it was still very right. experimental. Yeah. Uh, and and it does drop off kind yeah. of towards the end. And maybe there. again, I I. I I didn't listen to the whole Jimi Hendrix first record. I don't know where oh, does that's, that stand no, for that, you. Oh, that, that would probably be my number one. Okay, that's I'll do your that. one. Yeah, 
So it's top three would, for you, yeah. not top two, because you're putting Van Halen over that too. Yeah. So this um, will be number three. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be number. This is going to be two for me. Yeah. VH for one. This number yeah. two, and maybe. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe kill them all. Number three, possibly. Or police. I don't know. That's tough. I, I in personal preference, I think it's hard to top Hendrix as just being an introduction to the future of guitar. Yeah. And just the impact it had. I think it's hard to argue against Hendrix being the most iconic, groundbreaking debut album of all time. It's a strong set of material, too. I mean, for. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, but but in terms yeah. of albums I would go back to, this one is neck and neck with Van Halen. Mm-hmm. And. That's what I, I, was I would saying. go back it, to like, this if, one over Van I'm, Halen, I think. This one. Uh, Van Halen got better, Boston, was, I don't think, is going to. No. <laughs> If I if I'm pulling one off the record shelf, it's probably going to be there. I will say That's I probably will get uh, this T-shirt. I'm surprised I don't ha- I didn't have it in my. Uh, well, I was I was already looking during the chat. Yeah. I was looking for some originals. Huh. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to have to get I'm going to have to get the because uh, again this is yeah I mean these songs I mean going back to my earliest I mean again what at least six of the eight on here are. Just, yeah, they're like in my DNA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody got any life playlist songs in here? I do. Something about you is something about you. Yeah. Uh, more than a feeling was for a long time. Uh, and Hitch yeah, a Ride time, is now probably. going to make its way onto my life uh, playlist. Yeah. Hitch a Ride next it's to Silent this, Running. This whole album. Why is yes. this so good? Oh, yeah. Why is this yeah. album? That's, I that's think a, this, yeah. this has got a top Van Halen. Like Van Halen. Yeah, I don't know. Like is, is Atomic Punk? really uh pulling i think i think i think for me yeah van halen uh, as strong as these are like i said is is more it's more interesting it's more different yeah there's a lot of yeah i mean as much as i mean because yeah i said with this album there's nothing not a lot that sounds like boston's debut but i think with van halen it was even more kind of a left field kind of well i think it's just eddie's guitar like no and there's a lot and there's some variation on there too i mean yeah i mean not that it's all heavy guitar but yeah there's yeah yeah, uh, that's the one weakness. Uh, the two weaknesses of this album are the, the lack of depth in lyrics uh, that yeah. you're not going to get Pink Floyd, but it could use a little bit more than rock yeah. and roll band. And the fact that they do, t- like, it does kind of annoy you to hear that that guitar tone on every yeah, single Yeah, there, there is a ten, there is a massive, every yeah, the, all these track. songs are, are, are written on a, on a, there's a massive template that's being worked off of. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's, it's done to such an incredibly well-crafted degree that you don't you kind of forgive any of the yeah sure i will say my favorite all-time boston song might be on the next album. okay yeah i'm just trying well, that's you know, what we're, yeah. we're gonna have some fun with that one because i am i've never really dug into the second one and i am looking forward to it alex is a big fan of it so yeah i think it's actually a better album cover too it's got the gatefold oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this will be fun. So if this is the next one is your favorite album, you made it this far, you're definitely heading uh, along the journey for us uh, when we will be stepping into 1978, uh, a rushed album, uh, according to Tom. Uh, but you know what? It was the 70s. <laughs> Albums came out at the pace of like one or two per year. So uh, when, you, when you hitch a ride back home, you can't yeah, expect Yeah, the album <laughs> sold over one million so. copies in the first 10 days of its release. That's nuts. Um, yeah. So seven times platinum. It's big album. I, I think I might be surprised by this one. So uh, th- 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 this will be fun. So we will see you next time. Good night.